Warning, some stories and information on creepy cheesemen may be triggering and are not suitable for all, especially young children. Please listen with caution. Thank you. If you are returning, thank you so much. We have now reached episode three, pretty much, technically, but my second full episode. I am so thankful to all of you that listened out there. I still can't believe even 10 of you want to listen to me blabber. But man, (laughs) the outpouring of love and support I get makes me feel so good and makes me know that I made the right decision in doing this. I love doing it. It is so much fun. If you want to start a podcast, I highly recommend it. Just make sure it's something you love to do so it doesn't feel like work because it does take up time and man, it takes a lot of work. (laughs) But I am here today to entertain you again. (laughs) So last week we talked about some true crime stories, some murder stories with my best friend. If you haven't listened, go give that a listen. It was pretty fun and entertaining. Um, Today I want to take a little turn and talk about something I'm actually afraid to talk about. (laughs) And this goes back to my Catholic faith. You know, Mexicans, they scare the shit out of you and tell you you stay away from the devil, you stay away from evil, or it will follow you and you will die. That's what they say. I don't know if they say that, but that's how I felt. So, so I want to talk about something super creepy tonight. And if you're listening and it's late at night, props to you because I couldn't do that. So tonight we are going to talk about the demon house of Gary, Indiana. Yeah, I said Gary, Indiana. If you're from this area, you know how we all feel about Gary, Indiana. Ugh. Anyway, (laughs) so some of you might know the story and some of you might not because it is a very out there kind of story, one that you would not believe even if you heard it. And that's up to you. That's up to you whether you want to believe this or not. I will give my opinion during this story um, a few times, (laughs) Um, but in the end, I will say this. I may not be a believer of heaven and hell or ghosts. No, who am I kidding? I believe in ghosts. I may not be a believer of heaven and hell. If if there is a hell or anything remotely close, it would be where we live now is hell. <laughs> Let's just start the story and maybe we can figure it out together. Um, I do have a guest tonight. My guest. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, another guest. You don't have to hear me blab all night. My guest tonight is someone who, man, it's almost like we're family. We've known each other a very long time, super long. He has been my best friend the longest. He is Ricardo Villalobos. (laughs) That's my brother, if you don't know. (laughs) That's my brother. And he's going to join me and um, maybe he'll even share some of his scary paranormal experiences. Yeah, my brother is a clairvoyant. Just kidding. 
he could have been if he continued to practice, but I don't know. I think he's still not telling us everything, but he's got some good stories, and I can't wait for y'all to uh, hear those stories. Welcome, Ricky. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about something I actually didn't, I did not want to talk about this on my podcast because I'm deathly afraid, but... This is really close to home and especially really close to where you live right now. Yeah, very close. Yeah, so I don't know, a lot of you might have heard this story in the news, especially in this area where we live, but the demon house of Gary, Indiana. Where Michael Jackson's from? Yes, Gary, Indiana. Uh, if you live in this area, you tend to stay away from Gary, Indiana. Yeah, it's bad. There's a lot of... Poverty, Drugs, uh, crime, violence. Dead bodies. It's just a bad area. Yeah, it's never good news when it's in the news. So when this story broke, I was I was excited because when do you hear of like demons and then it's, in Gary, Indiana. <laughs> in Gary, Indiana. <laughs> Why did they choose Gary, Indiana? So let's talk about demons. What do you think a demon is? Because everybody will say something different. You know, based off of movies and you know documentaries and shows um you know demons can be very malevolent and very bad um i know demons want to inflict harm on actual human beings people who are alive and demons can follow you around so the actual definition of demon that i looked up so the first one that's listed says evil spirit or diablo a tormentor of hell so that's a religious definition, but let's look at this not from a religious point of view. The, de the second definition that came up was a forceful, fierce, or skillful performer of a specified activity. And that activity mm. is ruining your life. Wow. Because I too agree, like Ricky said, they definitely can follow you. That's something different from a demon spirit or energy. So I am a believer that a negative energy can follow you. So like, you know, that little ghost in your house that moves things around, you know, that they're going to stay in that house. But if it's a negative energy that can actually harm you, I think that can follow you for your whole life. So I've heard many times that there's no hell below us. Some people, including our dad, mm -hmm. believes that this is hell. We live in hell. And then when you die, you go to heaven or to a better place. I don't think there is a specific place that you go to when you die as being hell, where we all know from movies and, um, you know, shows. It's fire and brimstone. You go down and there's fire and chains and everyone's getting tortured. I honestly think um, we share our world with spirits that we can't even see, we, we're, that are around us all the time. Um, and this is kind of, it can turn into a personal hell where you can be trapped, not trapped, but you can be, uh, as a spirit drawn to maybe your house where you died or maybe a specific area where you died. Yeah. I think hell is on earth. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then we both agree that demons definitely can harm you physically. I think that's definitely the, the groundbreaking definition of a demon, a demonic entity and a spirit or, or negative very negative energy yeah that's that's the 
the line right there. They can cause harm. They can inflict harm. Um, and they have no bounds. They have no boundaries. They can go wherever you are as long as they sense your presence and have your energy. They can follow you wherever. Let's talk about Gary. <laughs> so we said, Gary, um, it's not the greatest place to want to talk about. It's run down, drug and murder infested. Like I said, from if you're from this area, you stay away from Gary. And um, you you actually moved really close to Gary. Not that close. <laughs> not that close. You have to hop but on But when you were looking for a home in Indiana, I guarantee yeah. you stood away from Gary. Stood away. Exactly. Uh, definitely a lot of homes came up in our search uh, for homes in uh, different neighborhoods in Indiana. And definitely a lot of homes in Gary popped up. They they look appealing and they're like, oh my gosh, that's a that's a great deal. But then you look at the area and you're like, oh, that's Gary. No, yeah. definitely not. <laughs> no good yeah. school systems. No good. Uh, back in the 70s and 80s, a lot of factories were there. Steel mills, coal mine, uh, coal processing plants. There were a lot of good jobs. Um, and then when those factories closed down, all those people that were living in Gary moved out and they moved away. So that po- that uh, area was stricken by poverty and what's left, honestly, it's almost like a third world country. You drive, there are homes boarded up, windows boarded up, businesses barely any businesses, like yeah. businesses shut down. The roads are unmaintained, potholes. Um, this was in, I believe, 2012, around that time. So, do you remember the story of Latoya Ammons? I do know the story. Um, but all but of it. I don't know all of it. Because even me, like when I was researching yeah, I this, I mean, there's a lot. I know there was a lot of coverage. There, there's a what? There's a documentary. There's a show that covered the house. Supposedly there um, was a movie coming. Supposedly there was a movie <laughs> uh, in the news. I remember when it was in the news. I don't know the full story. So this family... Um, the, I hope I'm saying it correctly, the Amons family. So it was her, uh, Latoya, her three children, all between the ages of 7 and 12, I believe. And then her mother, Grandma Rosa, lived in a... They were renting a property in Gary, Indiana. They moved from Indianapolis to Gary, Indiana, and they were staying in a little home there. Like I said, the story was all over. It even gained celebrity attention, which I'll explain later. So when LaToya first reached out about it, people really thought it was fabricated. Like I said, Gary's very low poverty, so immediately people think because the stories were so crazy, these stories about this, you know, it's something you see in a movie and that's it, um, assume the family was lying right away. Right. I remember, I do remember, I was 22, 23 at the time. I remember seeing parts of like interviews on the news and stuff. And I remember thinking to myself, they're making this up because they want to be on the news. They want the publicity. Like, you know, they're Trying they're just the bored. They're just, you know. Yeah, I remember thinking that. The more people looked into it, so the more people started speaking up about it. So whether you choose to believe this story or not, it's still one of the most wild and unusual cases ever handled by Child Protective Services. Because yeah. they were highly involved in it because of the children. So there are over 800 pages that I did not go through because that's not the type of researcher I am. But someone from Child Protective Services recorded the Indianapolis Star also recounted in many interviews with police, psychologists, family, and even priests. 
So all these people have stories to tell. So the story consists of a DCS intervention, psych evaluations, a police investigation, and finally a series of exorcism done by a priest. Thank goodness for the internet because, like I said, I didn't want to go through all those documents. And then, let's be honest, but LaToya has been super open since the beginning about all of this. Even though people were talking smack, saying she was money hungry, fame hungry, but she wanted to get this story out because she knew what she was truly experiencing as well as her kids. She released a lot of the investigations, the medical, psychological papers, records, and she let the public see them because she wants them to hear these stories. Of course, I'm only gonna tell you the good parts, (laughs) but I'm sure you can find all of that information online if you're interested in reading all of that. November 2011 is when this started. The family moves into a rental house, like I said, on Carolina Street in Gary, Indiana. And almost immediately that December, so that's November, December, the front porch of the home is swarmed by huge black flies. Oh, yeah. Now, this area in December is cold as hell. And you don't see bugs or flies. And these are big black flies. No bugs in December. Exactly. So right away, LaToya's mom says, this is a normal. So they start killing them, but they kill them every single day. Every single day, there's big old flies again in the porch. So then other little things start happening, um, but the activity always seemed to happen after midnight. They would hear clumps of footsteps. So not just one set of footsteps, like clumps of footsteps coming from the basement And then the basement door would creak open and nobody was ever there. They even locked the door a few times, but the noise would still happen. They would hear the footsteps and then the door creak open, but the door would not move. The grandma, who I have a strong opinion about the grandma, but we'll talk about that later. So Grandma Rosa saw a figure of a man pacing in the living room. So her bedroom was in the living room, like her door was in the living room. So she saw a man pacing in the living room and she jumped out of bed and found wet footprints on the floor. There shouldn't have been anybody in the house. So that was one incident. By by March of next year, things got even crazier. So they were hosting a family gathering after a death in the family and it was pretty late. LaToya's 12-year-old daughter and a friend were sleeping in Grandma Rose's bedroom. So LaToya went to check on the girls. And then she shouted for her mom because the 12-year-old was levitating above the bed unconscious. So the family that was at the house, the grandma, the mom, they all gathered in the room and started praying. But they were terrified. They all said they were terrified of what they were seeing. And then eventually the girl descended and she woke up, no memory of what happened. And the family that was visiting never came to the house again. Now, we come from a, a Hispanic family, super religious, Catholic, pray for everything, right? You break your leg, I'll pray for you, mijo. <laughs> you crash your car, I'll pray for you, mija. Imagine us having a family party. You go check on the kids laying in the bed and they're levitating. Do you think our family would go in there and start, and start praying? praying? Or would we be like, oh, hell no, and then like... Try to pull them, pull out, them down, or, or... Yeah, pull them down, pull the get out of the house, maybe. <laughs> so, so that story's a little wild. I don't know if I believe it, but 
again, that's something you see in movies. Yeah. So to yeah. hear that story, I'm kind of like, okay. <laughs> All right, then. Well, yeah, and then to start praying like that right away. Right, to, right. to automatically assume, oh, it's something oh, evil. Oh, praying. Yeah. Like, no, grab my kid, get out the house, call 911. <laughs> And I'll go stay at my parents' house or something. What's 911 going to do? I don't know who to call. Exactly. And that's we get to that later. They, they feel the same way. So at this point, they realize that something supernatural is happening in the home. They needed help, so they looked at churches, but they were having no luck. So one priest, he gives them advice. So he says, clean your whole house with bleach and ammonia. Hmm? Sounds pretty dangerous to me, but... They need to cleanse with bleach and ammonia and use holy oil, any type of oil blessed, to make crosses on every door and window. I'm not going to say her name. Do you remember we had a friend? And when we went to her house, she showed us that there was oil crosses on her bedroom doors. Yes. Because one time they did an exorcism in the house. Yeah. Before they moved in. I remember. You remember that? You know who I'm talking about, right? So, also, during this time, they didn't fully believe in it because of their religious beliefs. So, I believe they were Christian, but they reached out. um, They reached out to a clairvoyant who determined that she saw more than 200 demons in the home. But, like I said, it went against their faith, so the clairvoyant told them to move. And I get this. I get this. Money issues. Right, they and can't just you're leave. living in gear, and you're living so in gear. You definitely have money issues. Yeah, so they can't leave; they're stuck. But I'm sorry, two hundred demons. I don't care how poor I am; my ass would be sleeping in a box outside. If somebody is telling me you have two hundred demons and your yeah. home is a portal, a portal. Yeah, that's that's automatically what I thought of <laughs> right away. If there's two hundred demons in one house, then definitely there's some kind of portal to the other realm or other dimension because yeah, there's I, no way that can, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> that can happen so the clairvoyant told latoya to make a holy altar in the basement oh jeez. which to me thinking of demons thinking of all the information you know about demons that's just gonna that's just gonna piss rile them, them up yeah that's just gonna, gonna piss, piss them, them off. off so they do it they make a an altar all white they burn sage through the house. They read psalms. This is Latoya and the grammar doing this, by the way. They're not getting any help from anybody. So after they do this, for three days, the house is clean. No noises, nothing. They, they think they're good, right? But we all know from movies, mm-hmm. they're just taking a little break. They're laughing at them, probably. Shit's about to get crazy. It's so going to get worse. It's yeah. going to get worse. So the demons are pissed. And they take over the kids. So the kids are 7, 9, and 12 years old. They would literally possess them. So when the kids were being possessed, their eyes would bulge. They would have menacing, grim smiles. Mm. And odd and deep voices occurred every time it happened. So not the way the kids would sound. And this is coming from... Like I said, psychiatrists, doctors, nurses, they they all witness this. So we're talking like the, you know, think of the movie The Exorcist. Yes. When her voice changes the rah, 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 you know, like <laughs> exactly. a little girl cannot do that exactly. voice. <laughs> She's doing a man's voice. <laughs> Again, things we see in movies and when we hear them, we're like, mm, 
can't be true, but there's all these people who witnessed this happen. Mm -hmm. So Rosa, Grandma Rosa, oh, nothing happens to Grandma Rosa because she was born with protection. So that right there makes me think Grandma Rosa's into some dark shit and maybe even demonology because people are into demonology yeah i mean there are books on demons there are people you know, that thing, summon demons the thing with demons they have names and they're known for certain through, things well they're known for certain things but they're also known to pop up throughout different times in history i know there's i don't know you're not supposed to say demon names. But. <laughs> but we get there later. I got that in here. Hold on. We get there later. So Latoya said while being possessed, she felt weak, lightheaded, and warm. And her body would shake and she had no control. Her youngest would sit in a closet. Again, this is something out of a movie. Her youngest would sit in a closet and talk to a boy no one could see. And the boy would talk about how it felt to be killed. If my kid is sitting in a closet talking to somebody and comes up to me and says, oh, I know how it feels to be killed, mm. we're out. We're sitting in the cardboard box in the, um, on, on the street. I can't do it. The seven-year-old also flew out from the bathroom one night as if somebody threw him with great force. So these are some more incidences. So one time a headboard smacked into the 12-year-old's head and she needed stitches. So this is where, like, they keep going to the hospital. Things keep yeah. happening. The doctors are like, Bruises, all right. Because, you know, they document all that. So um, she told mental health professionals later that she would feel held down or like she was being choked often and would hear voices tell her that she would never see her family again and wouldn't live another 20 minutes. Like, imagine a 12-year-old kid a 12 -year -old, yeah. having to hear uh, this. It's very hard for a 12-year-old to make that up, you know, make it up. I mean, that's scary to even make something up like that. That's yeah. really scary. So on nights when it was really bad, they would go stay in a motel because they, they needed sleep. Like she yeah. said, there was nights where they just, days where they wouldn't sleep. The kids wouldn't go to school, which was another reason why they called Child Protective Services because they would miss school a lot. So they're just done. They're exhausted, and Latoya has run out of options. So this is around April 2012. They end up seeking help from their family physician, a doctor, who at first is just completely baffled by all of this. The doctor said in his 20 years, he's never seen or heard anything like it. When he first walks into the room to see them, he admits that he was scared. He started taking notes and labeling everything as delusions, ghosts mm. in the home. So he doesn't believe it. Yeah. But what happens next, which is also detailed in a Child Protective Service report. This is crazy. Okay, so one of the sons starts raging and cursing at the doctor in his demonic voice. A voice that this kid they know damn well cannot make. Now, do you know, are they, are they at a doctor's office? Or they're, they, in a, they're in the home. It's an actual clinic. That's oh, a clinic. It's okay. a clinic. It's a doctor's office. So the younger boy at the same time is lifted and thrown into the wall when no one is near him. Yeah. So just yeah. imagine this doctor. <laughs> the boys pass out and they can't wake them. So the doctor's office calls the police 
and a bunch of police and ambulance show up. But everyone in the doctor's office is like, what the fuck is happening? So what do they do? That's why they called the police and the ambulance. Exactly. <laughs> See, like, what, what do, do you do? Call, call 911. <laughs> what do you do? Okay, so they take they end up taking them to a hospital campus in Gary. So Latoya says that hospital staff laughed at her when she asked if she can anoint her sons with the holy oil. Which, how freaking rude. Because yeah, especially in a hospital. Exactly. Whatever religious beliefs, hospital staff should respect whatever it is you want to do. So the boys are admitted into the hospital, and eventually they wake up. The older boy wakes up, and he's fine. But the younger boy screamed and thrashed, and it took five grown-ass men to hold him uh-huh. down. A little seven. I think he's seven years old, I think I said. Five grown men. So it's during this time someone from the hospital calls Child Protective Services. So they think LaToya is mentally ill and that the children are performing for their mom. And she encourages this along with the grandma. But again, imagine being a doctor or nurse and right. seeing this. This is your profession. You know, you, you studied this in college or school. And and, and, and now, then, you know, one, you know, like this doctor said, 20 years. He's never seen anything like this right away. But then you're not going to you're not going to say like, oh, spirits. Oh, you're going to say, OK, what is the real reason? Exactly. That's, and that's what happening? I was just going to say. What is the real reason? Doctors are, lean is, more towards science. Right. They don't automatically think, oh, my gosh, possession. Like they want to know what is making this happen. Who do you call? Like, who do you call? Ghostbusters, <laughs> right? Like, who do you call? <laughs> who are you going to call? <laughs> So eventually a case manager is assigned to the family and she reports the following. Staff um, examine the kids and they find no bruises, no marks. Oh, wow. They were healthy kids. A psychiatrist evaluated Latoya, the mom, and found her to be mentally fine. The case manager interviews them while they're at the hospital and the youngest boy started growling and showing his teeth like a dog. She stated that his eyes would roll into the back of his head and then he proceeded to choke his older brother until he was oh physically gosh. taken off by someone. So this little guy is like, he's not himself at all. Like Wild he's child. lost. He's gone. So later they try to interview the boys again. So the case manager and a nurse, along with two boys, were in a small exam room. <laughs> Everybody hold on to your seats. Oh this is crazy. So the nurse and then the, the two nurse, boys. the because ki- they only want to talk to the kids. Yeah. They're trying to get to the bottom of this. So they got the two boys. It's the nurse and the case manager from oh, the Child okay. Protective okay. Services. And the nurses are just to watch. So the seven-year-old looks at his brother, starts growling, and in a deep voice says, "It's time to die." And an unnatural voice says, "I will kill you." unnatural so like not even a voice right so while this is happening the older boy starts headbutting the case manager in the stomach what happens next is proof enough that something paranormal is definitely happening grandma runs in the room grandma rosa remember mm-hmm. remember her mm-hmm. <laughs> she grabs the youngest boy by the hand and starts praying Now, according to a nurse in the room, the boy had an odd grin on his face and walked backward up a wall. I got chills. Oh, my God. I just got real bad chills. Okay, wait. (laughs) Hold on. Let me. That's your worst fear. A little kid 
climbing up the wall <laughs> on the ceiling. I got chills so bad. I got chills so bad. Okay, wait. <laughs> He's walking backwards up the wall, up to the ceiling, and then flips over the caseworker. So he ends up on the other side of her. But I do want to mention he was holding his grandma's hand. And I did read... Or no, actually, I saw in a documentary video because the doctor wasn't in there. So he wanted to know, like, was the grandma helping him? Was it like quick, like an acrobatic? Like, you know, yeah. I've seen guys do that where they like run up the wall and yeah, then yeah, flip. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, <laughs> the nurse said it was slow. I'm, I'm like trying to imagine it, but you can't imagine that. It's so wild. All right. So after this incident, Child Protective Services did take the children claiming they were experiencing spiritual and emotional distress. So they think they're performing for the grandma and the mom mm. and they're throwing religion at them. So like there's no question they're like they're possessed. So Child Protective Services is saying, all right, these kids got to they got to get out. All this happened at the hospital, right? The hospital chaplain, which I believe is like the priest on yeah, site, yeah. right? Yeah, the he reaches out to a priest from Maryville, actually. But he reaches out to a priest from Maryville and asks him to perform an exorcism on the nine-year-old boy. Even though they were calling Child Protective Services, this priest was like, no, something's going on. So he's asking this priest to do an exorcism. So the priest had to figure out if the situation first, you know, was as bad as they said it was. Because you can't just go in and do an exorcism. Right. There's a process in religion. So he goes to talk to LaToya, who's at the house. And as they're talking... A light starts flickering in the bathroom. So the priest walks over mm. and it stops. He says it feels demonic and it's scared of him. So this priest, you know, he comes in. He's not afraid, which is exactly oh, yeah. how you have to be. Like, Definitely, he's yeah. just like, eh, they're scared of me. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I boss. told you, I don't like talking he's about demons. <laughs> the priest was a boss. <laughs> he showed up like, eh. Yeah, exactly. That's And that's how yeah, you have that's to a be. Demon. That's yeah. a demon. Yeah. So... As they're talking, the kitchen blinds keep swaying, but there's no airflow like around them. There's no vent. The window's not drafty. Like they just keep moving. So he spends about four hours there and finally wow. determines that he's going to help them. But it's not up to him. He's got to go talk to whoever's next mm -hmm. and then get the okay. But he did tell them to leave. So her and her mother oh. are at the house. So he told them they need to leave. It's not safe. A few days Later, Latoya and her mother and two officers returned to do a wellness check. Why? On the house? I don't know. They need to check on the house. Oh, okay. Again, it's Gary, Indiana. I get it. So they take two officers. Well, maybe, yeah. Maybe the house could be turned upside down. <laughs> that's you know? true. That's true. <laughs> so Rosa, the grandma, says that under the basement stairs, there's dirt. So like their whole basement is cemented, right? Mm-hmm. But there's just this patch of dirt right under the basement stairs. Oh, and she feels the demonic spirits linger and hide there. So again, Grandma Rosa. 200 spirits, by the way. 200 demons, by the way. Well, she doesn't say 200 demons, but she just says the demons. And she thinks that that's where they hide. That's where they linger. One of the officers takes a photo of the stairs and a white haze appears in the corner of one of the pictures. And when you zoom in, you can see a face. Now, I couldn't find this picture anywhere online, mm -hmm. but it was in this article that I read. So I don't know if that's true. 
So the officers also experienced like radio trouble, low batteries, even though they put new batteries in every beginning of their shift, Mm -hmm. Um, static, and one even heard a voice say, hey. So one officer claimed that on his way home. So this shit follows you. Like it doesn't just stay in the house because most people that go into this house complain about things later even days later or whatever so this one officer claims that on his way home that night his passenger seat kept moving back and forth and nobody sitting in it i will say i had a car one time (laughs) i had a car one time and the seat would move back and forth like as i was driving because it was broken so i mean but apparently it wasn't broken for him So the other officer said when he got home, his garage wouldn't open, but he knew that his garage opener worked and it could just be a coincidence, but it was something to mention. So now people are talking. We got the doctors, the nurses, the social, the social worker that saw him crawl up the wall. We got these police officers (laughs) now. The priest is, so people are talking. Yes. A lot of people are involved. So while the kids are in custody, they're evaluated. Um, It's said that the nine-year-old, when asked difficult questions, would start acting possessed. The youngest would change his story every time he would tell it. And then it was concluded that all three, the two boys and the girl, um, had been induced into a delusion and other Mm -hmm. family went along. So again, they still are blaming the mom and the grandma. It makes sense. It makes sense. I I can see that. I can see that. Because now they're cut off. From the mom and the grandma. Yes. So now maybe he's forced to repeat a story over and over and he's getting it wrong. I can see it. But then again, I'm not there to witness this. Like if I was there to witness a boy walk up the wall, then I would be saying something different. But the psychologists that um, evaluated the kids do say that there may have been paranormal activity the kids experienced in the home. Because the kids all said, like, strange things would happen in the house, voices, figures, door slamming, and stuff moving, which is typical haunted house stuff. Yeah. But they think that that could have started the story and the belief of more. So the kids in LaToya still were convinced that they were possessed by demons. So Child Protective Services said that LaToya needed to use other forms of discipline or other than um, relate everything to religion and possession. So, like, the boys fighting with each other, trying to kill each other, um, try to deal with it as a behavior issue and not like, oh, you're possessed. So, she said she would try, but... So, strange things kept happening in the home anyway. A bigger group go into the home the second time for a wellness check. So, we've got LaToya, Grandma Rosa. The same two officers wanted to come back. I can't believe it. Yep. Really? But this time they bring along two Lake County officers with a police dog, a new case manager because the old one was out. She was done after seeing the boy crawl on the wall. She even moved like out of state. Really? Yes. And a priest, the priest that's going to do the exorcism. They dig into the dirt under the stairs because they want to see if there's anything down there, like any type yeah, of bones, maybe ritual maybe... stuff. Uh, it could be bones. They think yeah. maybe somebody was buried there. They found a pink finger fingernail, like a fake nail. They found panties, a cooking pan, and socks that were like cut up. They put the dirt back, and the priest prayed and sprinkled salt to form a barrier for any from anything evil. The new caseworker 
um, in the grandma's room saw oil coming from like the middle of the blinds, not the top, like mm-hmm. just in the middle, and it was seeping down the blinds. And she touched it because what do you do? You see something like, what is this? Oh, okay. She touched it. A few minutes later, her finger turned white and tingled, and it felt like it was broken. She said she was in a lot of pain. So, two officers, they wiped the oil off with paper towels. But they closed the grandma's bedroom door and they guard it because they want to just make sure that grandma and Latoya didn't go put the oil on. So they kind of hang out around the bedroom door while it's closed. About a half hour later, they go back. New oil has reappeared and is coming down the blinds. Now, the priest does say that that is common with demonic possessions. For some reason, oil oil, oil appears, yeah. So, <clears throat> the priest definitely had enough evidence to take to the bishop to perform the exorcist for sure now. So, he performed a minor exorcism that night on Latoya. Oh, wow. So, the two officers and the case manager were there as well watching. So, the case manager said... Something was definitely happening. You felt something in the room breathing on your neck. Mm. And after her visit, she had medical problems as well as bad luck. And listen to her bad luck. She burned herself on a motorcycle. I think she burned like her calf. Yeah. Like third degree I've burns. I've done that before. She broke three ribs in a jet ski accident and then broke an ankle while running in flip-flops. But wait, this all happened 30 days after her visit. So within 30 days, all this stuff happened to this one lady. But it could also be a psychological thing where you attach yourself to this situation. Well, that's what she said. Look at this is this happened because of this. Or I lost $300. To be fair, you ever try running in flip-flops? Yeah. That's just dangerous. So. Right. Explained. I mean, that's explained and right I've there. I've been on a motorcycle and I burned my. I've ankle almost burned before, my ankle too on a know, motorcycle. So. And jet skiing, I and probably would fall dangerous. off a jet ski. Too. That's why I don't ride jet skis. So okay? apparently, she's a daredevil to begin with. So you're right. It could all just be jet skis. <laughs> running in flip flops. Yeah. Yeah. She's probably just a daredevil. Remember, they didn't let us wear flip flops in high school yeah. because we could break our ankles. Yeah. I still work. Because those cheap old Navy ones would break all the time, you know? <laughs> and you'd be shoeless at school. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Damn, the girl with the broken flip-flop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Staples tape. But she does say that she does feel like something did attach to her because of all the bad luck. I guess even like family friends didn't want anything to do with her because yeah. they were afraid. After this little exorcism, the priest tells Latoya to look up the names of the demons. Mm-hmm. Here we go. So and- I will not say the names. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to say the names. But let's but- explain why we don't want to say the names. Okay. So, so you don't want to say the name of demons because one, you give them power. By saying their name they're and cocky, acknowledging, they're cocky. They're bitches. cocky as fuck. Yeah. Like you know, they're like Bartholomew. My name is. Bartholomew. Oh no no! And they have some nasty I know. names. I know they, they have do. nasty names. I know. One. Don't one, say it. No, we can say it. No, one, don't say it. Don't you say no, that no, in no. my presence? <laughs> one we can say. You know, there there was a a leader of 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 the Roman Empire. His name was Nero. Nero. Oh yeah yeah yeah! You're right. You're right. You know, Nero. Everyone. Not everyone, Stop saying it though. Know, but yeah, we got it. You know, we got it. He, played, <laughs> we got it. He, he basically he played his fiddle 
while Rome was on fire. That is the name of a demon. But so did those guys in the Titanic. They just played the violin while everybody died. They did it died. for different reasons. Okay, but I'm... He did it for different reasons. <laughs> okay, okay. He so did more, too. <laughs> you don't want to give name... You don't want to give his name because you give him power. On the other side, where if you're trying to rid of a demon, you have to know his name because you have to be able to speak to that demon. And that's and exactly why that this demon. priest is making her look up the name. Yeah. You have to know the name of the demon. So you can narrow narrow him into a corner. You have to know the name. That's exactly why he wanted her to do this. Because he says you have to use a name against them for the next... Well, they have to use the names against them for the next exorcism. Because there's more than one. Yeah. And so I did look up... I did see the names. I didn't Oof. read them. I didn't read them. You I just kind of like yeah. glanced like really fast. They have nasty know? names. They have bad They're names. They're like bloth. Yes. Beguile. Stop. Oh, that is a real one. Ooh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm about to punch you in the face. Okay. So, but wait. So, she looks up these names. While they're looking them up, her computer just keeps mm. like, it's messed Jittering. Mm-hmm. So, every demon name also represents something. And I didn't know this, but all demons, like, they... Yeah. So, like, Nero, the fiddle, right? Like, they all have something that you can put with that demon he represents lord of the flies oh geez yeah so the flies in the porch right Mm -hmm. another one represented torture to kids oh wow yep and And then yeah and with demons those you know the devil gives those descriptions out to those demons and there there are so many like a gift there are so many yeah like a gift there are just so many different kinds of (laughs) And like you can break it down, it's broken down to so so little where it's like pain, you know, by breaking breaking a bone, and there's a demon for that, or there's a demon for loss of a loved one. You know, there there are just so many demons out there. It's it's kind of scary once once you look into demonology. It's oh, very it's scary. crazy. It's yeah. crazy. It's I, I did scary. I did try to look into it one time just because I was curious, but it is scary. Like they always say, like you have to keep them happy. Like you have to always give them something, but they really do help them. Like they believe, like it's their religion. Like they believe it. Like this demon will do this for you, but I have to do this for for them. And it's like stupid things too. Because I remember I heard a story one time. The guy was like, "I have to put a yellow shoe in a brown paper bag and leave it at the park on a bench." Like it was stuff like that, in order for him to get like money or something. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. All right, and then some of the demon names they looked up represented higher power demons, mm-hmm. like lieutenants and sergeants, apparently. Yeah. Well, because think of it, there are demons that can be born today. And there are demons that were born a long time ago. Yeah. You know, so there are constantly different types of demons out there that, that control different you know, despairs, different pains, different sorrows. They're always being born. So the priest ends up performing three different times. Two in English and one in Latin. And one of them, he pressed a crucifix to Latoya's head. And she convulsed fiercely. They prayed until it was too painful. So like when she was done. So the family at this point um, moved to Indianapolis. They're so done. So they moved back. Or not in 
Yeah, right? Indianapolis. They yeah. came from Indianapolis. They came and, back. and they're going back. They want to get far away. But um, they do dress. <laughs> Sorry, that's my dog. He woke up. <laughs> little pup is chewing on a bone. It's okay. It's okay. Um, they move back to Indianapolis, but they drive back to meet with the priests for these exorcisms. So the priests bless their new home, and eventually Latoya's nightmares do end. After the third exorcism, Latoya does not come back. So in November 2012, Latoya regains custody of her kids. So they weren't even separated more. A year. Yeah. Yeah. So the children claim to be and feel safe away from the Gary home. In the end, Latoya said it was overall due to God. So they're religious people. Mm-hmm. She she says it's all due to God that she's free. The story broke, and the host of the show, Ghost Hunters, Zach Baggins, I think his name is. Yeah, yeah, that was um, his name. Yeah, Zach. he buys the house, right? Yeah. Because demons, he wants it. He is all theatrics. I think he can feel as much as I can feel. Like, <laughs> ooh, like there's a chill over here. I don't like him. I don't like the show Ghost Hunters. I think it's all just fake. It's fake, yeah. And I think he bit more than he could chew with this one. I think he really got scared. I think he did. I watched that special. Mm-hmm. The Cursed special. And me having my own experiences. Which we'll get to in a second. Yeah, I watched that special. And, well, I've seen his show because we had we had a cousin that was very into that show. Um... And that show I was... used to watch it too, though. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah, but there were some good episodes, you know. Where when they would go to, yeah, when they would go to the prison, like, ooh, he's gonna find something. Yeah, but you never find anything, you know. Never. <laughs> it's always just like, ooh, I, I feel this door has a presence. And, and then later it became, yeah, something's taking over me. Yeah, I was very excited to learn that he had bought this house in Gary, Indiana. And he was going to have this whole show about this one house. And I remember I remember thinking back and I was like, I was very excited. And I was like, no way. What is he? Like, I, I knew about this house before. What was he going to find? What was going to happen on camera that we were going to be able to see? If it had, if it literally housed 200 demons and was a portal to hell, you knew something was right. going to happen. But the, the episode that came out <laughs> or the special that came I out. I have some notes on it. It, because I it watched was, it before I got here. It was like some. It was like his previous work, where it was just like, Ooh, oh. So, okay. if, you're well, familiar, if you're not familiar, if you're not familiar with what we're talking about, it's called Demon House film, or Demon House. It's called Demon, Demon House. House. Sorry. It's called Demon House. And it's him and the host of uh, the crew of Ghost Hunters. His show. He buys his house for like thirty thousand. I like that he he does both point of view in yeah. the the show, because he talks about like. What the family saw, which the family doesn't want anything to do with it, by the way. Um, yeah, they're not involved. They're, later all. in the documentary, it, it comes out that they're working with some guy who wants to make a movie about it, which I still think they should make a movie about it. It'd be a good movie, yeah, right? Should. So um, the family wants nothing to do with it. So like throughout this whole documentary, there's this goat demon that is trying to kill him specifically well what is it too he's he spends a night in the house right? yeah yeah yeah. he spends a night and in claims the house. to see that and he claims to see this goat demon so the entire documentary he keeps saying like something's attached to him but i the oh i know what i wanted to talk about so in the documentary and i didn't find in this article so as they're performing or yeah performing, oh, performing yeah. <laughs> as they're performing in the house this lady drives by right 
So it's her and her three grandkids. They're older. They look like teenagers. They're in front of the house, and the lady says that she used to live in the home in the 90s. And he's like, is it okay if your grandkids come in? Because, you know, the kids that lived in here previously, like, claim to have been possessed by these demons. And she was like, do y'all want to go in? And they're like, yeah. Like, what teenager is going to say yeah. no to a haunted like, house? I'm going to be on TV. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Sign this waiver. You'll be on So they all go in the, the house. Episode. And she's excited. Like, when she first walks in, she's like, oh, this used to be my bedroom. Grandma Rose's room. Mm-hmm. This used to be my bedroom. And I used to sleep right here. And, and then she'd be like, oh, you know, reminiscing. Then they go to the basement. And she says she never, ever went to the basement when she lived at the house. She said it gave her the creeps, and she had a brother who lived in the basement oh, who ended up getting murdered when she was younger. He didn't get murdered in the basement, but he got, like, shot and killed. Yeah. Um, so as they're in the basement, her knee buckles, but she says that the grandson kicked her, but he was nowhere near her. And then right after that, you can just see in her face, like, she's just confused. She's like, I got to get out of here. So she gets out of the basement. Then they're like filming the grandkids and the one granddaughter, she just looks out of it. She's just like, you know, looking around and the kids start asking questions. The boy who looked like he was the youngest, he, he asked him, could something follow us from here? And then he was like, yeah, I don't know. Again, this could be theatrics. Yeah. But it's a story that happened. I don't know if it's true or not. But a few weeks later, that lady calls him to tell him that the granddaughter, the one that was looking around all confused, tried to kill her mother and stabbed herself in the stomach. So she was put in the hospital, and then he he goes to talk to her mother. And the mother said that she had stigmata. She had holes in her wrist. And when he talks to the girl, he's like, do you remember when you came to the house? And she was just like, no. At the end of the documentary, they end up exercising her. The priest, yeah, he he's praying over her, and then like she kind of she doesn't do anything crazy or anything, but like she kind of just drops herself. Like she, you could see her body go limp, and then the priest like shakes his head and he's like, "It's gone." He's like, "Yeah, we did that. <laughs> we got him, boys. <laughs> we got him." He again theatrics, he, yeah, yeah. boards himself in the house, yeah, can't get out. Boards himself in. You know, we're gonna spend the whole night in this house. Uh huh. And then nothing really happens, though. But, again, off camera, can't see it. You hear, like, a growl. And then he starts shouting, like, leave me alone. His eyes start, like, it just cuts, like, short, the film. Like, he's just like, and then I went blind, the end. Like, (laughs) and I have to live the rest of my life wearing these special glasses. Which I haven't even, I I should look him up. Like, does he wear those glasses? Yeah, and then it just ends like that. So it's like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. If you want to waste your time watching it, go ahead. It's a cursed film, so beware. What was the name of? It's called Demon House. They do um, tear the house down, but let's get there. Let's get there. Okay, so in his documentary, even after all of that that he goes through, all those people he talks to that, that are like, yeah, the house is haunted, he saves pieces of the house in the storage oh, unit, including the stairs, including buckets of dirt that were under the stairs. Why? Why? What does he have, like a museum? He said he, he keeps things that are sentimental to him in storage. So, yeah, yeah all the crazy shit. So, yeah, that's the story. That's, that's it. Um, 
It's just land. Yeah. According to his documentary, he claims that, uh, well, officers, like police, they don't like going around that area because people still say like there's a weird vibe around there. I've been curious to drive that way, but I don't want to because you're going to pick up a ghost in the car, you know, mm-hmm. hitchhiker ghost. so i'll just keep my distance i do remember hearing this story and thinking like that's really close that demon could just fly right to my house you know what do you think like what is your take what you told me earlier like i think this grandma has something to do with it you know okay that's a that's a different take on it um when i first heard about it i was skeptical too because of the caseworker saying the kids you know, they were getting egged on. Hey, this is happening to our family. I mean, children are, you can You can do a lot. A you can brainwash to, yeah, a child. Yeah. To have a child show physical harm done to themselves, may, go walk into the bathroom and throw yourself towards the wall. Like, that's a little harder to do. A lot of the things that I've, that I heard in this story, they don't sound made up. They, that's not something you can make up. That's not something you can curate and have multiple people be involved with right to, like to this story so like if it was like, just oh, the family we're, we're we would haunted. be like oh yeah but if you've got doctors but now we got doctors priests, we have psychologists. psychologists we have priests we have Officers. all these different people involved with their own experiences um and to also know that this stuff does happen yeah it does there's more stories just like this whether I mean, maybe you, whether, not 200 whether demons, you like but... to believe it or not, it could be bad luck. It could be it could be your bad luck. That noise you, know? you hear in the background is um, a puppy chewing on a bone. So just just so you know, <laughs> <laughs> he's and, right under the microphone. And let me just say, you know, I I recently bought a home. That was one of my biggest concerns. Am I gonna buy a haunted home? Am I gonna be? Am I gonna buy a home where maybe there is a spirit here? Well, you know? I mean, look at our home. How old it is. Yeah. How long we've lived there. And we've had a few experiences there. Very few for as long as we've lived there. Very few. But never have we felt threatened or... And like anybody with an old house. Like, I'm sure you've got a story, but... Like, we have a humming Uh, lady at her house. A lot of stories. That was one of my things. And when I was doing house, house visits, house tours with my realtor... That was a really big factor on my mind. Well, I guess what Basically. we, um, I do want to mention, and I hope it's okay that I mention, is because you're talking about it as if people are receptive right. to this feeling. So my brother has a feeling. You could call it a feeling. <laughs> it's just a feeling. He gets these feelings, and I wish he would have. I wish he would have practiced more with it because I think he could be really really good at it but he's kind of ignored it most of his life and it's kind of gotten suppressed yeah so it's to the point where now it's just feelings and i don't actually do anything with it exactly so when he's saying he's looking when he was looking at these homes he was waiting for that feeling yeah that's what he's talking about because some people just do not get that like look at these people they moved into a home with demons so like and then there's some people like my brother who can walk in and be like oh no yeah let's, no, let's get no, out of no, here <laughs> and it, it can literally it can just be one area of a home or one area of a building whatever it is it can just be one little area where it's just like okay ooh, that's 
you shouldn't be there back off and I'll bring up an instance you know I was looking for homes in in this area there is a one specific home and I remember being in this home and I didn't feel anything in that home until I went to the basement which is where they hide not where they hide but <laughs> it 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 just depends it's a, like I said it depends on the home it depends on the building uh-huh. it depends on the history but that is true Ghosts and demons, they tend to go to darker places. So basements and attics yeah. are top yeah, for them. Yeah, it is. It's true. That is true. That's a fact. Well, so fact, in this basement, there was a nice little living area where, you know, you can put a TV, some couches. And it was like a storage area. Mm-hmm. And when I moved, moved that sheet, I turned the light on. But I felt like there, was other, there were other people in the room right. with me. So, like, just the feeling you get when somebody's in the room with you, but there's and nobody there. When it's when it's not a good presence, when it's a bad presence, you feel like you shouldn't be there. Okay. You feel like you're not welcomed. You know, when you walk in a home and, you know, you feel someone giving yeah. you the stank eye and they're like, who invited you here? And, you know, yeah. you get that feeling where you're not invited, you don't feel welcomed, it's time to go. Right away, instantly, just... Nope. Not welcome. Next. Time to go. <laughs> it's time to go. And literally after that, you can you can ask my girlfriend. I was like, "No, this isn't the home. Like this isn't it." Right. Like, I don't I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. Like my friends Let's used to go. laugh when I would say like when you guys buy your home, let Ricky go walk through it. Like they used to laugh. <laughs> but hell, shoot, the day I buy my home, you're going to be walking your ass in every well, little and, nook and cranny. And then let, let me fast track you, you know, past <laughs> the other three, four homes that we looked at. Yeah. To this home that we're, we're currently living in. Uh, when I came into this home, one, the, the only way I can explain it is there was light. That's because there's a lot of windows. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. This, this this other home had a lot of windows too. The way I explained this, this home had lights. It was welcoming. It felt warm. It felt nice to be here. I felt comfortable. That's the big takeaway. Was that I felt comfortable. I I can walk wherever I wanted to the basement to wherever, and it just felt welcoming. That was the difference. But I visited a lot of homes, and definitely that was. A big, big factor in picking a home was how which is, how how did I feel in that home? Exa- which is great though, because like I said, not many people can feel that. Yeah. Which sucks for them. Yeah. Which which <laughs> happened to this family? Exactly. You know, what happened in, to them? Yeah, this looks great. We can afford it. Let's go. We're all in. Well, you kind of told us a little story right now, but this is the point of the show where I want to leave it open for you to share any story you remember or any experience Experience. that you remember, and it doesn't have to relate to what we just talked about. So, because I know you've got some good ghost stories for us. I do have a lot. But wait, so wait, I want to tell a story. So we were talking about homes Mm -hmm. and how you were saying how like... Old homes. Old homes. So like you were saying like you could easily live with a spirit as long as it's not threatening yeah so in our home harmful which is way over 100 years old we've both lived in the basement before and as a kid but i think it was just because you're a kid you know the dark spooky basement you know you run through it with your eyes closed (laughs) you know you turn the light off and run up the stairs 
I mean, that's normal for any person, any kid in the house. Like I said, we never felt threatened in that. Never house. At least I never did. Never, never felt threatened. But we've but. all had an experience. My experience was seeing in my bedroom when I was in the basement, um, the man with the hat. Yeah. Which you've seen him I've as seen well. Him too. So the man with the hat, he's a black silhouette, and they say that black silhouettes are not friendly. But he never makes me feel like I'm never scared. Startled. I've, I've seen him a few times. Except one time when I was laying on my back. So I so remember I woke up. Famous. At least I think I woke up. It could have been a dream. I don't know. But I woke up and when I opened my eyes, which I'm blind as hell. <laughs> so it's blurry to begin with. But when I opened my eyes, this figure of the man with the hat was standing right over me. And he took his two arms, kind of like he was going to give me CPR. And then, like, he whooshed down. And I felt it hit my chest. And, like, I cringed and I screamed. And then I woke up. So it was either a dream or I really did see this. But it happened, like, within a span of, like, three seconds. That was the scariest time I see him. That was the last time I ever saw him. Oh, really? So he's either living up inside of me (laughs) or... (laughs) Or, I mean, I don't know. And then my other experience in our house is the humming lady. I've heard her. Now, our mother, she hums all the time. Yeah. We all do. We hum. I've only heard her twice, and it's usually in the summertime. <laughs> but definitely, uh, my early 20s is when I started experiencing heavily. I'll say during my childhood, in my teenage years, I never experienced anything. Because, one, I grew up in the same home. I Honestly, I don't know what caused more of the occurrences to happen a crazy girlfriend it could be that i dated a girl with the same energy who was also yeah who also had uh we had similar stories so i you know i told her about our grandma who was in a tune with the supernatural but she knew how to use it she knew how to use it yeah which i the opposite i don't know how to use it i don't know what i'm doing i don't know how to help i don't know what's going on her grandma explained things and helped her through things. This this girl explained things and kind of told me like, hey, like this is what what's happening and this is. It all started with a trip and during that week. But she would see specific, so she the would, same specific things, yeah. and then she left and you started. And then seeing I saw them. the same thing. Kind of so. like they were like, where'd you go? Where'd yeah, <laughs> yeah. She would see a crying lady. Scary ghost. She would see a little boy. She would see a man. She would see a dark spirit. Almost immediately, almost like two days later after she left, these spirits started coming to me. Right. And I was living in the okay. ba- in our parents' basement at the time. I was also working at this, the same job that we worked together. I would see them at work or just driving to my cousin's house. It didn't stop. We, st- we, we stopped dating. I would see... A little boy in my room i would see a man standing you know by my window i would see the dark spirit fly through my room across you know as a silhouette mm-hmm. as a shadow fly across my windows and to the bottom of my door out the door i would see the woman at work crying i would say and I, I saw these things for a long time I felt alone, you know. I can attribute to how this lady felt, the yeah. mom. I didn't know who I can tell. I, I didn't know. I didn't know who I can talk to about this. Because it's like, I who's gonna who believe that? Tell. You know, who's gonna believe this? Like, um, 
I, I thought for a while, maybe I am crazy. I never tried to talk to them because I was scared. And the way I can explain it is it, like, like the scary movie jump. Yeah. You know, you turn the corner, boom, they're there. Oh, close your eyes, turn away. And then they're gone. Yeah. That's the way I can explain it. And then after that, I started noticing that I was able to sense different energies. I was able to sense like, are we welcomed here or do we need to go? It wasn't something that I wanted to practice. I did tell, you know, I told mom. I, t- I do want to say something, though, before you keep going. I think a part of me always was like, why does he get that and why not me? Because I think I would have embraced it better. But then I think about it and I'm like, wait, no, because I'm a big chicken. I think out of the three of us, our siblings, I think you were the right one to get it because... Let me say this, too. <laughs> <laughs> I am a big chicken. <laughs> But I, I mean, am a huge but you handled it, you know, like I would have been dying. My gosh, if I would have seen those things. I definitely seen some scary things. Yes. Yeah, so can you elaborate on that? Can you give us a story? I was dating a girl at the time. Another girl, a different girl, a different girl. We rented a home and uh, the neighborhood we lived in, it's called hometown never heard of it until then it's literally it's a tiny tiny town we had we had two dogs in our spare bedroom there's a closet and it had a trap door that led directly under the house you know we were in college at the time so either either one of us was at work or one of us was in class just out of nowhere i just heard some banging just like you know boom boom you know we had a, a it was a pretty a friendly neighborhood. So I, I looked at our front and back door. Nothing. Okay. Again, just boom, boom, boom. All right. Now I heard at that time. It's coming from inside my home. Mind you, the dogs were on the couch laying down. All right. Now the third time. So I'm sitting back on the couch and I'm like, okay, what the heck? I'm thinking like, what is this? What's going on here? Again, just doom, 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 doom. So I'm walking around the house again. And they are, they get up with me and they're walking around too. And they're like, now I could hear it specifically. It's like, it's coming from our spare, our spare room. So I go in there and I'm like, okay, I, I heard it in here. Like, so I'm looking around the room. Okay. Right away. I'm like, okay, maybe a rodent, maybe a raccoon, maybe a possum's down there. And it's like, you know, banging on them. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Again, just, you hear this on the door and I'm like, oh. And again, the dogs, nothing. The dogs, nothing. So I go straight to the room and I'm like, all right, it's down. It's it's right here. Like, yeah. I'm going to open it. I'm getting ready. Like, there's going to be a raccoon that's going to jump at me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the dogs are with me too. They're behind me. And I just, I open the door. I'm like looking down there. It's dark. Obviously, you just see dirt. Did you I'm have like, a flashlight? I didn't have a light at the time. I didn't have a light. I closed the door. I start to walk away. I make it back. I make it. I literally sit back down. I'm like, all right, now I'm getting freaked out. Now I'm getting scared. Like I already, I already had text my girlfriend. She's in class. I'm like, Hey, like I keep hearing banging noises. I don't know what's going on. And again, you just hear boom, 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 boom. Oh, fucking run back to that door. (laughs) Run back to that room. I open the door and I'm like, hello, who's down there? And it's quiet. And all I hear is, Hey, come down. 
Oh, hell no. I closed the door. <laughs> I ran out the room. I ran out the house. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I got the dogs in the backyard. And I'm like, oh, my God. I called my girl. I'm like, oh, I, babe, I just heard this. I'm freaking out. Like, come home, please. She actually came home from work. And I did not go back in the house until wow. she got home. Tell the one about the back door. We have a front door. And then we have a back door. I hear a knocking. So again, I live in a, a vi- I lived in a very nice neighborhood where yes, like we had, we had Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, churches. We had schools coming knocking on your door, like, "Hi there, my name is Dylan. Would you like to donate to my basketball team?" Like, "Oh, here's five dollars, Dylan. Have a good night." You know, we we did have that in our neighborhood, so it wasn't anything unusual, you know, but. This time it was it was unusual because it was our back door. You had to walk through our backyard, and again, the dogs they don't hear anything, and again, just what the heck? Like someone's playing a prank. You know, little kids are playing a playing a prank on me. Sit back down again. Just all right. Now I'm like, come on, dogs, get up, get over here. Come on. <laughs> I know on. you hear it. I know you. I know hear you it. hear this. Come on. I pull the blind again, and. The, this is something that, that has always... It's always going to stay with me. Because you don't ever want to see this. I never want to see that. I just pull the blind like, what the hell's going on? Like, And there was a nun standing at my back door. She was by the door. She was by the door, okay. She was ready to come in. Like, Oh, hell no. She was by, like, on my doorstep and everything, just by the back door. Yeah. I knew she was a nun because you can see... You know, on the forehead, they right. have the whites. But the only thing with her face was gray, and she didn't have eyes. They were just black. There was no face, facial expression. It was just no facial expression, nothing. No eyes. And I remember I stared at her for I don't know how long. <laughs> like but, a second. Yeah, probably. like a second. And I was like, <laughs> like, right away after that, like that happened. It was like, and I remember I yeah. stood in my room for a while, the bedroom. And yeah. And then, then finally I came out. And I remember I just left the dogs outside. I let them out. I was like, go fucking bite her. Go get her. Go get her, boys. <laughs> Nothing was there. We lived by three churches. And I always remember thinking, like... I don't know, but if you think back to, like, people saying, like, evil spirit, they're dark, no eyes. Like, that to me just doesn't sound inviting. And trust me, I've thought about it so <laughs> much. So, you know, I've had a lot of time to think about it. And what I think of is, maybe this nun, maybe she wasn't the a first, good... A good nun? A good nun. Maybe she did a lot of bad things yeah. in her time. Back in the day, a lot they would send nuns out, ask for donations or ask for whatever, whatever. Hey, we have this going on at the church. Back in the day, you know, where, you know, they would send their nuns out and be like, hey, you know, would you like to donate to the church? It's always gonna stay with me. <laughs> That's a scary. And then literally, the the freaking movie came out. The what was it? The Conjuring, <laughs> the Conjuring with the nun, right? With the nun. Yeah, that. It was wasn't scary. exactly how she looked, but it made me think of her, and I was just like, oh my god. I never felt anything. I did not like the guest room. Yeah. Like, I would sleep on the couch rather than sleep in the guest room by myself. For some reason, I didn't like it. It was always cold in there. It, I didn't yeah, like it. It, it was very cold. It was cold always cold in, in there. And if I did sleep cold. in there, somebody else always had to sleep in there with me. Thanks for sharing that story with us. And um, I don't know. I will leave it to you, the listener. If you believe in demons, do you have a story you want to share? Okay, wait, wait, let me say. Okay, so even after he was going through all of this stuff, because he would tell us some of this stuff, I would ask him, do you believe in ghosts? And he would say no. And I would say, how can you say no? No, spirits. Like, do you believe in spirits? 
And he would say no. And I would be like, how can you say no when you've seen these things and my multiple times? I believe there is no heaven and hell. I do believe that there are energies and those energies can attach themselves to different people. Different times, those energies can attach themselves to those people. Right. So it can happen to anyone. It can happen to you. The, the listener <laughs> you know it can happen to anybody <laughs> at at different times of their lives i don't truly believe that there is a god i don't believe that there's a you know satan i don't believe there's a heaven and hell i honestly believe that when we die that there's just nothing but i believe you know maybe you worked a lot at this one place for your whole life and you die your energy can be attached to that job place or it can be attached to this building, or it can be attached to... Or a person. A person. I do believe that. I can't say after that how you get out of it, how how you move on. I can't say that. But at the same time, I don't think it's your actual presence, your actual soul that's attached to that building, person, place. It's just your energy that's kind of on repeat. Like that kind of makes constantly sense. playing over and over. It's like, oh, wait yeah. a minute. I, and that's why I said in the beginning of this before I started talking about like the demon. I don't know if I believe in demons. I definitely believe in energy too. I'm pretty good at picking up on bad energy. I'm just a big chicken, like I said. So if I'm walking in a dark park, I got bad energy vibes because I'm scared. I don't know if I'm really feeling bad energy. <laughs> so I agree that there are energies that are so bad that they can harm us. So then if you believe in energy being so negative that it can be that strong, then there has to be the opposite, right? Yeah. Energy that's so positive that it can heal, help. A lot of people that, you know, parents that pass away and they say like, oh, he came to me in the night. Or he came to me. I see him. Because you know that energy. You know how it feels. Yeah. So when it comes around, you're like, oh, I feel that. But to me, it's it's all energy. It's all energy feel. It's not that we go to hell or we go to heaven or that we didn't do enough that we just stay in limbo. We stay on earth. But it's good to be open to, you know, hearing those opinions because, you know, hearing that I've always said I believe in energy, and then to hear you say what you said, it's like, oh, you know, that kind of makes sense with what I believe. I always say I'm afraid of little kid ghosts, so, like, if a child, (laughs) you know, a child dies or is murdered, they usually stay behind, but it's just their energy, you know? You guys can visit my Instagram, creepychismit, and leave a comment. What do you think? Um, Do you believe in demons? Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think there's a heaven and a hell? Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think about Ricky's ghost stories. Remember, if you have a ghost story you want to share with me, you can always email me at creepychismit4u. That's the number 4you at gmail.com. Thank you, Ricky, for joining me to discuss a topic that I don't feel comfortable talking about, but why wouldn't we, right? We live right next to Gary, Indiana. Why wouldn't we talk about something that was pretty big in our area? I just hope no demons follow me home tonight. Not from here. <laughs> we don't have no demons here. No demons here. This this house is clean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so far <laughs> it's still new it's still new <laughs> and to the listener out there don't have nightmares tonight
But remember to rate, review, bookmark me, or add me, Creepy Cheesement, to your podcast library. Share this episode online or with a friend. And if, like I said, if you have a creepy topic or story, just email me at creepycheesement for you at gmail.com. And find Creepy Cheesement on Twitter and Instagram. You do have to rate Creepy Space Cheesement to find me. Gracias por escuchar y nos vemos pronto. Bye. Bye, guys. Creepy Cheesement is created for entertainment purposes only. Thank you for listening, and don't forget, stay creepy.